Welcome to a very different kind of episode of COPD Wellness. My name is Angus and I've known Russell my entire life and over the last few years have assisted Russell with creating online content for himself as COPD athlete. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, someone who's seen the highs and lows and the ins and outs of someone living day to day with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And that is of course Russell's wife, Leanne. Leanne, thank you for joining me. It's just the two of us today, no Russell. Um, no Russell. This is gonna be a bit of a, just a conversation around, I guess somebody living with somebody who has COPD. Yep. Um, so my first question for you is, who are you? What's your relationship with Russell? When did you meet? How did this all come together? Um, well, Russell and I actually went to school together. Um, I, I left school and went about my life. He went about his life. I got married, he got married. And we just went about things. It just yep. happened that we were both going through a marriage breakup at the same time and through good old Facebook we just happened to reconnect and decided we were going to meet up for a coffee and the rest they say is history. history. Yeah, the powers of social media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We met up for um, breakfast actually at Wellington Point and it was on Russell's son's birthday and Curtis was cycling on that day and gave Russell a, a pass out so he could come and have <laughs> breakfast with me. And breakfast led to sort of lunchtime and yeah, we decided that we were just going to stay in touch, but yeah, it, it was just more than that. And we stayed mm. in touch and Wonderful. Yeah, ended up married. Seven years later, yeah, <laughs> That's right. look at that. Um, so how far into, I guess, your relationship with Russell did you find out the news that he was diagnosed with? COPD? Um, we had actually only just moved in together. Um, sorry, we moved in together in the, the end of 2010. Right. So in 2011, Russell was just starting not to, he wasn't feeling great. He was constantly getting chest infections and was getting um, sicker, I guess. He couldn't do a day's work. Um, he would have to come home and, and sleep in the middle of the day. It was increasingly difficult for us to exercise and do yep. all the things that we like to do because he was just so tired. So yep. he thought, oh, this is ridiculous. There's got to be something wrong with my asthma medication. Mm -hmm. um, went off to the doctor and had some chest x-rays and whatever they did and decided as a result of the chest x-rays that he needed to go and see a respiratory Physician. So that was part way through the year 2011. Right. So Russell and I had been together just on two years, I guess, yep. um, living together for about 12 months. And he went off to the respiratory specialist. They did a raft of tests and uh, come back and said, yeah, sorry, Mr. Winwood, but you've got 22% lung capacity and you've got COPD. Well, we had absolutely no idea what mm. COPD was. Mm. Copped. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Had absolutely no idea. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Dr. Googled, yeah. you know, the, the hell out of COPD. And sadly, back then, I think it's improved a little bit now, but sadly back then, the news for a COPD patient was not, was not good. Yeah. Um, and Russell's prognosis wasn't great. He he really was very, very sick. 
and his prognosis wasn't great. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, that's... Do you, do you remember how you felt hearing that news? I know you would have been with Russell the entire time going through this process. Yeah. How, I mean, two years into a relationship, how was that weighing on you? How did you feel? Did it feel like a piece of you was being torn out? Absolutely. Yeah. It was devastated. Yep. Absolutely devastated. And and like I said, we, we made the mistake of referring to Dr. Google for yeah. everything. Yeah. And the news was only only bad we right. couldn't find anything positive so what was happening was we were digging this great big hole mm. and we were completely overwhelmed with yeah. with um, negativity and we got to the stage where we said okay we've got to stop doing this this is not healthy yeah. and we made a pact that we were not excuse me we were no longer going to Dr. Google, we yeah. were going to stop doing that because everything was terminal. So Russell yeah. was considered end stage COPD, and given how sick he was, um, that that's it. We were expecting that his life was going to that was that that's what was going to happen. I um I started doing research into natural therapies. I've always been a bit into mm-hmm. into natural therapies. I was a bit of a hippie. Um, so I dragged Russell off to salt therapy. Um, we did a, a 10 sessions of salt therapy. Um, all that did was make him cough more. Um, we had great skin and it was all very relaxing, but yeah. it did nothing to, to help him. Yeah. Um, I stumbled upon a Chinese herbal doctor in, um, in Cleveland in Queensland and I made appointments and dragged Russell along to see James and James was very, very straight with Russell and said, I can't repair your lungs, but what I can do is give you more energy right. and remove, re, re, um, increase the oxygenation in your blood And because Russell's fingernails were blue, his lips were blue, um, his, the whites of his eyes were very, very grey. And James said, I can improve all of that, which will increase your energy and just make you feel better. So every month we went off to James. It wasn't wasn't cheap. I'd just taken a redundancy from work to spend more time with Russell. And um, it wasn't cheap, but I just said, no, this is is what's going to happen. We're we're doing it. Um, So for about 10 months, we saw James every month and little bit by little bit Russell started to get more energy and just right. started to feel because Ru- Russell better. was a fit bloke before he was being very fit. he was I know he was a bike rider he was competing yeah. in marathons and Ironman yeah. events and then to have this all of a sudden that's just, right yeah he, he went from yeah training he was training for the Port Macquarie Ironman when all of this come about mm-hmm. and he had to pull out because he just he couldn't train like walking to the letterbox um was was an effort um when all of the the going to james thing um and the chinese herbal medicine we had also booked a um we were doing a driving holiday to melbourne we'd arranged it earlier in the year and we decided that we were still going to do that holiday. We were going down for the Melbourne Cup, meeting friends of Russell's down there. Um, 
so that's like 2,000 odd kilometres, I think, driving from here to Melbourne. Well, we set off with intentions that Russell would predominantly do the driving. That right. didn't didn't happen. Um, I did the predominant amount of driving and Russell slept. And when he was awake, we would talk about the absolute rubbish situation that we were in. Um, looking back now, I kind of feel like that was for us that was like the defining moment that was either we we throw in the towel and just let the cards fall as they may or we fight this wretched disease and um, move on and and that's what we did we we spent so much time in the car and over all of those kilometers talking about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to to live because remember that we had only been back together two years so we were very much in the honeymoon stage and very very in love um and we just wanted this to all go away Mm. so i mean some of the conversations were pretty horrible russell um russell gave me permission back then to to walk away he said to me you didn't sign up for this um so if you want out i understand there'll be no hard feelings you know i'll move out and you get on with your life well clearly that just was not going to happen so that's that's where we decided to to fight we um we just yeah we we had that trip and cried Mm. i don't think i've ever cried so much in my life every time i looked at russell and saw the the terror in his eyes um i I cried he cried and we got home and that's where our fight really began by by then he had started a little bit by little to increase his energy because he had been taking the chinese herbal medicine then by about four or five months i think four months maybe um so that yeah so he he just started to feel better so we started to walk and just slowly we got back to normal life he was able to start working again and we started exercising um but it's it's like it's it's really funny because we were it was it was like it was just us the world around us was still existing but it was just us because he didn't allow anybody else to see what i saw um our children certainly didn't see what what i saw he very much hid that from them because he didn't want to be stressing them um his parents and family um knew that he was unwell but he never allowed anybody else to see what was going on probably back then there were only two other people that were, were probably a little bit aware and that were two of his mates because mm. um, russell spoke to to them a little bit but it it was it was us and we had to join forces and 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 just make it work yeah. we um 
yeah, the, I mean, what was what was the alternative? Curl mm. up in a ball and yeah. and rock? Well, that just wasn't going to happen. No way. It was no was way. not going to happen. So. So, were you, would you remember the initial, I guess, conception of COPD athlete? Do you remember when Russell came up with the idea of sort of creating and representing this idea of representing COPD patients as an athlete and fighting this disease and committing to doing Ironman and marathon challenges? Um, it came about as therapy, really. Mm-hmm. It didn't start as... Um, what it is now I had like in the in the early part of the diagnosis I didn't cope very well so I went and actually had grief counseling because we were of the belief that Russell was going to die Mm. so I went and had grief counseling and Russell will be listening to this now and he he didn't know that that's what I did I I needed to do that so that I could be strong enough to be there for Russell and part of the process for me was I had to learn how to deal with my emotions without it being like a a physical thing so I started writing my feelings down right so I you know said to Russell maybe if you start writing that will that will help Mm. so that's what he started doing he just I don't actually remember what the very first thing that he wrote was because it was seems like such a long time ago now, but he just started writing. He, he started his Facebook page and, and just having the interaction with other people who Mm. were experiencing the same thing. It was just a support network and him expressing what he was experiencing, the good, the bad and the ugly. And, that's how the actual writing part of it started and then i don't know he we did the port macquarie iron man and um that was picked up um they were doing a an iron man special the year that we did the port macquarie iron man and again i don't actually recall how oh yes i do yes i do so russell and i were doing the iron man together and it was it was realised that we were a couple doing yeah. an Ironman, so kind of flagged, um, it flagged us. And so they contacted us and said, would we be interested in doing an interview for this um, special that they were doing for um, Ironman Australia? Right. Well, as part of that interview, it came out that we were there because Russell had COPD and we were doing it together um, to try and start raising awareness and all of those sorts of things. And so the the film crew virtually followed Russell around for the Iron Man and it become part of a part of a special. And I guess COPD athlete was kind of born like the the Iron Man Port Macquarie. Yeah, Yeah, right. And and it was, I, I take it was very important for you to to both be doing this Ironman event. Like you are fighting this disease together. Absolutely. Yeah. And Ironman just takes up so much of your time. Yeah. It's you know it's a three point whatever it is three point six yeah. kilometer swim, one hundred and eighty k on a bike, and then yeah. a marathon forty two point yeah. two kilometers. So to train for something months like that months is months, months yeah. of blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. and I guess the other thing too, because Russell was still unwell, 
I guess I kind of felt like I wanted to be there to support because yeah. it was really yeah. hard. You know, those those first bike rides were really, really hard. Well, they were all hard, but, you know, the, the initial getting going was yeah. really hard. So, yeah, I learned to swim again. I'd been a swimmer at school, but yeah. hadn't swum since school. The only bike riding I did was on my bike with the, you know, the basket on the, the front of the bike <laughs> and the flowers on it, you know. Not road bike. <laughs> Not road bike. <laughs> no. Um, and the only time I would ever run is if I had some sort of ferocious animal chasing behind <laughs> me. So, you know, training yeah. for an Ironman was just quite ridiculous. But, wow. yeah, we did it. He finished the Ironman and I, the absurdity of it, I pulled out partway through right. because I got violently dehydrated yes, right. and got sick. So yeah. they took me out through the medical tent and here's yep. Russell with, you know, severe COPD yeah. still running around Port Macquarie right. doing an Ironman. So, and he finished. And but he it finished. was it was one of the most inspirational, emotional days of my life. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, three of our children were able to be there at the finish line um, and that was incredible. His coach um, was there, and my brother and sister, my brother-in-law and sister, and brother-in-law to be were there. So it was, it was, it was huge. Special. Yeah, it wow. was really huge. I, and I have seen the documentary, and it is, and the the way they put it together, yeah. it is, you can see the emotion yeah. and the just the guts that Russell had to get over that finish yeah. line. Yeah, well, it's funny because before the race, we had an agreement. He, he didn't stick to our agreement <laughs> because our agreement was that if he felt that his health was suffering as a result of finishing the Ironman, he was to stop. He was to back out. Yeah. He was, and that was our agreement. Yeah. But he was very naughty. He yeah. didn't. He didn't. He kept going because he's so bloody minded. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just kept going and yeah. he finished. And had a point a point to prove. Absolutely, yeah. had a point to prove. And that's when never let your defeat your disease define you come from. Yeah. You know, there was no way he was going to allow it to beat him, and yeah. he didn't. He didn't, and he's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh. Um, and how, how does it make you feel seeing Russell run in the, you know, the Port Macquarie, the, the London Marathon, the New York Marathon? How does it make you feel seeing him compete, not so much compete, but do this for the disease, to fight the disease? To Incredibly proud, yeah. you know, because I see what goes on to, for him to get there. Yeah. I see what he has to do. We've got friends who do these events with us and... I mean, I'm supposed to be a complete able-bodied right. person and I struggle. Mm. I really, really struggle. Yeah. And he just he just does it. So he is he's determined. He um he just does whatever you have to do. He is fanatical with his training, he's fanatical with his fueling, he's an absolute pain in the backside with um, how pedantic he is with what he'll eat and what he won't eat yeah. and um, because he knows what works for him. He knows what he needs to do to keep himself well yeah. and he just does it and yeah. everybody else just, we 
Well, we don't have to toe the line because we've all got choices. I, I absolutely choose to um, support him mm. um, because I see the benefit. I see how he was before and I see the difference in um, his health from then to now and yeah. it's outstanding. Yeah. Um, we're talking about doing the Ironman cans next year. Um, so that's yeah, news. Yeah, the, the, the next that, big step. That, I was going to ask what's next for COPD athlete. So um, that is, that's the next thing where we're looking toward. towards. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Haven't really started training for that yet, but it'll be, what will be interesting out of this is Russell has always believed his, the exercise was the most important part of staying well. Mm-hmm. What we've learnt over the last couple of years is probably the most important part of his wellness is his nutrition. Right. And the difference we see, like day to day, in in his health with eating, you know, a low carb, high fat diet, is is incredible. So it's going to be very interesting. So it's been five years, I think, since we last did an Ironman. Yeah. So obviously there's been five years of disease progression, I guess, Mm -hmm. five years of extra age. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how with his newfound wellness, how it all pans out in June next year. Yeah, Um, incredible. Because we'll be fueling differently, we'll be training differently. So... Yeah, watch this space. Yeah, definitely. That's very exciting. So June next year. June next year. June next year, the Cairns Ironman. Yeah. Incredible. So obviously Russell is COP the athlete and he's mm-hmm. training and he's competing in these Ironman and not so much Ironman until next year, yeah. but marathon events. Yeah. Um, do you see the effects of, of the COPD in day-to-day? Like Russell has a normal job like everyone else. Yeah. I'm saying that it's actually quite labour-intensive, so mm-hmm. he's on his feet all day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, what's it like living at home with someone with COPD? Does it change anything? Do you notice anything different? Obviously, you've lived with him longer having COPD yeah. than not having. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Our life, I, I guess COPD to an extent is our life right. because everything that we do um, is relative to his health. So like just little things um avoiding illness Mm. so you know all of our children know that if they are unwell they can't come here um we avoid illness um to the extreme wherever you can absolutely um we just kind of know what works i guess russell um is very affected by the heat Mm -hmm. he's very affected by um the springtime and pollens and and things like that so we have to take those things into consideration absolutely so like we're going to start training now for the ironman in june so june in australia is winter Mm -hmm. but the predominant training will be done over summer summer. so that's that's hard for anybody we will be getting out of bed at four o'clock in the morning to train. So we will train for however many hours and then we'll come back home and um, 
sleep yeah. for a couple of hours. It's and just too hot to attempt to do anything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then if we need to go out for a run or go swimming or whatever, we'll do that later in the day. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I guess over the next few months, our our lives will very much be work, training, good nutrition, yeah. and socialising if we've got the energy. Yeah, you've got at, the energy and time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, I think um, a lot of people look at Russell, and I know he says it often, but people look at Russell and don't believe that he actually has a severe chronic disease mm. because he looks well. Right. But him looking well um, is absolutely because he he looks after himself. Yeah. He is completely passionate about his his wellness and he's completely passionate about helping other people. That's why he does what he does. That's his motivation. He he believes that his life, if you like, um, well, all paths have, have led to COPD. Right. He believes that his role here is to bring about change and to positively impact other people with chronic disease. That's what he believes he is here to do. That's what he wants his legacy to be, that he has... Um, positively impacted um, other patients, but he has also um, brought about change the way people see COPD. Mm. So uh, I, I guess he, give, he gives so much of himself. Um, I think people kind of forget. Russell goes to work um, most mornings. He's at work by 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. If, if we're lucky, he's home by 2 or 2.30. But his day doesn't end there because then he has his COPD work to do. He yeah. will come home and sit for hours and write articles or respond to emails or whatever. And, and then we go out and walk the dog or do a yeah. training or whatever. Then at night, when people in the United States and Europe and the UK are starting their work day he will then be communicating via email or doing skype calls at 11 o'clock at night yeah. or at four o'clock in the morning mm. and remember this man has got severe copd mm. but he eats sleeps and breathes it and he does that to help other people yeah. and i think people forget that i think people forget that russell is still a person he is still a patient he is a patient yeah. and when people attack him if you like um as what's been done over social media a number of times over the the past couple of years people forget that that this is not his paid job he doesn't he doesn't spend the hours that he spends doing these things because he's earning millions of dollars mm. from from COPD. He does it to help people. Yeah. Um, yes, he's endorsed by you know a couple of different things, and he he um, 
is paid to write articles for a couple of organisations, but everything that he does is for the betterment of other patients. He spends hours researching to make sure that the information that he provides is accurate. Yeah. He uses himself as a guinea pig. Test subject. That's yeah. right. He's like a crash te test dummy. <laughs> and sometimes that's not always to his um, to his betterment. Better off, he, yeah. he will quite often, um, you know, uh, his health will be um, compromised mm. because he's wanting to try a different diet or, or whatever. And people forget that he does that with the end goal of helping them. Yeah. That's, that's what he wants to do. He's not a healthcare professional. He's, he, he doesn't work in COPD. Russell and I have a business mm. and that's what earns us our living. He is a patient, he is a person. And when he is attacked and, and things in the manner that he, has, that he has done, that doesn't just affect Russell. That affects me, that affects his elderly parents and our children. Mm. But not only that, it negatively impacts the COPD community because they're fighting amongst each other. Instead of, you know, linking arms and moving toward the common goal of let's do something to cure this rotten disease, mm. they're fighting about absolute rubbish. Well, you can't possibly have COPD because look at what you do. Well, I can assure you, Russell has COPD mm. and he works incredibly hard to have the quality of life that he has. Right. A lot of people can do exactly the same thing. He has much to, to offer and people can learn from what he does and that's what he wants. Yeah. He wants to help. That's why he spends hours each day responding to emails and posting on Facebook and writing articles because he wants to help people. Incredible. He's a genuine man with genuine goals and his genuine desire is to help people. And that's what he does. He puts himself out in the, yeah. in the, the front line and he's, he's quite happy to fight the fight yeah. for those who aren't able to do it themselves. Yeah. That's what he does. Special, very special. So Leanne, before we finish the show today, have you got anything you would like to say or take the time to say to Russell? Have you got a message you'd like to? I think he probably already knows, but um, when when he was first diagnosed and did the um, Port Macquarie Ironman, I said to him that, at the finish line of Port Macquarie, I said to him that you are my hero. You are absolutely incredible and you are my hero. And I still believe that now he is absolutely my hero. He is the love of my life and he is an inspiration to me every single day. Um, he's the reason I get out of bed every day. Um, but I think he knows, well, I hope he knows that. <laughs> I hope he knows that and I hope he knows that I'll go along with all of these cockamamie things that he comes up with in the interest of keeping him right beside me, which is yeah. exactly where he needs to be. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for joining us on COPD Wellness. Um, next week or next time, it's just going to be back to Russell and yep. his interviews. So 
yeah, just a, a one-off, very special, very intimate conversation with you, Leanne. Well, Thank I hope you. so. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you. This episode of COPD Wellness was brought to you by Philips. We'll see you next time.